Hello, everybody, and welcome to Barnside Chats with Bob and Burns. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob, and today we have a special guest on our 15th episode, Morgan. How's it going, guys? Good. Well, it's going great. How about you? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. You guys caught me on the uh, last weekend of deer season, so it's been an exciting day. Yeah, I bet. I was I was thinking about that too, and I was like, oh, I, he might not be able to get on here because he's got deer season the last weekend of it. Yeah, no, it, it's all good. Seven thirty is right when it gets dark, so this is uh, good timing. And you haven't gotten anything, I assume. Unfortunately, not. It was a lot of uh, walking. It was a beautiful day, though, so it's good to be outside. Yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of poison oak. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I don't have the rash yet, but I know it's coming. Give it a couple days. Ooh, it's gonna look like my legs after that sunburn. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> that, that, that's another story for a different time. But, anyways, uh, we got Morgan here from Tamales Bay Pastures. Uh, it's basically a, a an egg operation, chicken laying business. Um, He's a friend of ours, and he's going to talk a little bit about his business today uh, for this podcast, and he's also a loyal subscriber. So his eggs are for sale, just to let you know, and we'll get into that later. So, Morgan, welcome. Yeah, you bet. I'm happy to be on. I've, I've been listening uh, since the beginning, I guess. I enjoy podcasts, and this is a good one to put on when I'm doing my egg deliveries. Awesome, awesome. We love to hear that. Okay, so I guess we should start out with a, a couple bit of a little bit of questions, but uh, so, anyways, uh, so how how basically this whole uh, your whole business start? Yeah, so I got I got started when I was uh, about ten or twelve years old, and we went down to the local feed store and bought uh, ten chickens, and and that's what we got. They were baby chicks, and my brother and I raised them together. Um, and we started selling the eggs to our family uh, and then some neighbors. And it was something my brother and I really enjoyed doing. Um, so we got more. I think the next group we got was 50 or 75. And then we started selling to the same neighbors and, and the family members. And then we started talking to our local uh, grocery store slash deli. Um, and he was really interested in supporting us and using a, a really high quality product uh, in his kitchen because he, he served, you know, breakfast sandwiches and burritos and whatnot. Um, and he also sold them there out of the grocery store. So that's that was our first retail location. And interestingly enough, uh, later, I'm 25 now and I still sell eggs to that same store and he still uses them in his kitchen. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, loyal business right there. Yeah, it, for sure. Um, I'm really thankful for him, uh, supporting us all that, all that time. And, you know, the communities really, really thinks that was a cool thing that he does. And I think it helped his business out a lot too. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's, what store is that? Is that like Point Reyes store or something? No, like that? It's actually an Inverness park. It's called the Inverness park market. It was, it was formerly known okay. as as Perry's Deli. Uh, it's on the way out to the Point Reyes Lighthouse. It's like the only the only game in town over there if you want to get sandwiches before you go hiking or whatever. Are you saying Perry's Deli is gone? 
Well, it, it changed names. Same thing. I, oh. Yeah. I, I don't know why they changed names, but they did about five years ago. Oh. Yeah. He, well, a uh, little side note, I used I used to go to Perry's Deli all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I go when I go with my dad out to Inverness. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really good um, sandwiches, and he's just been he's been there a really long time, my whole life, uh, and he's known for really good, high quality uh, ingredients. Oh, okay, so it is. So it's the same guy, just changed names. Is same guy. Saying. They changed names. I don't really know why. So Morgan, what breed of uh, chicken? Oh, yeah, weird. Um, yeah, so what breeds? I have uh, mostly like a commercial brown egg layer of some kind. Um, it, it's just a, a version of a brown sex link or a red sex link. Um, and a sex link is a is a, like a hybrid breed of chicken that you can tell the sex of uh, as soon as they're hatched. So the males will be uh, a certain color and the females will be a certain color. And it just makes it easier for the person separating the males and females to, uh, you know, see what, see what person is getting what and, and drop that error percentage way down to pretty much zero. Uh, and then I, then I used a couple uh, white egg layers, white leghorns primarily. Um, and then I have, about a quarter of my flock is Easter eggers that will lay uh, green eggs. Hmm. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't use any of the old, you know, heritage breeds anymore just because of their production is pretty uncomparable um, to the modern hybrid chickens. Okay. Yeah. We've noticed that too. With, we got to just, we have 10 chickens and, I mean, we've seen the difference with the sex links can put out compared to our pullets and our Rhode Island Reds. So, right, yeah, and and sex links are are incredible. They're known to lay, you know, up to three hundred, sometimes more eggs a year, and they'll lay pretty solid through the winter. Um, the only downfall is they just won't live as long as some of those other breeds, um, but they definitely make up for it in their production, and and they come into maturity a lot younger. You'll get, a, you'll get eggs out of those commercial breeds at like 16 weeks instead of, you know, 24. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it makes a big difference. You get an egg sometimes two months sooner than you would a heritage breed. That's a so, fast turnaround time. Yeah, it, it is pretty quick. I mean, I remember as a kid, like you would you'd get them at, you know, 24 weeks old sometimes. But now it's like, yeah, right on the money at, at four months, sometimes you get a ton of eggs out of them. It just depends. Not every batch is the same. Uh, I have some right now that are just coming into lay, and they're 19 weeks, so they're a little late. And you just got some too, right? Uh, the last – so what I, I did this year was kind of crazy because of the corona you know, thing. Um, I got so many batches of chickens because I had so much demand for my eggs. I just couldn't keep up. So what I try to do – this never always works out – but I try to get like half my own chicks and I raise them from, you know, the start. And then half of my flock comes from another commercial operation that uh, either has extra chickens or is just moving these ones out to replace them with some younger ones. So I, I try to do okay. half and half with those. 
So as of now, how many uh, chickens total do you have? So as of now, today, you know, this number changes pretty much every day. Um, somewhere around 5,000. Uh, there's a group of about 1,000 of those that I need to, you know, get rid of uh, just because they need to be retired and, I, and I'll use their housing to raise uh, the next flock of chicks. So I, I only keep them, you know, two years, maybe two and a quarter years at the most. Um, just depending on what demand is, but I bought a ton of chickens. Like Matt was saying, I bought, uh, 1500 of them two weeks ago. And those are basically going to replace those older hens that I have. Uh, and, and those, those chickens that I got are, are laying really good. I'm getting oh, about 1200 eggs a day out of them. Something like that. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> they're, they're, they're performing really well. For, for this time of year, I mean, it, it's coming into fall and the days are getting shorter. And, you know, that's the name of the game when it comes to chickens. Their lay schedule pretty much goes off daylight. So they're doing really well for this time of year. So I'm hoping they'll keep it up through the winter. Okay, that makes sense. Daylight deal and lay eggs faster. Yeah. So, so in, in the springtime, when the days get longer, you, you'll see a big increase in production. And then they'll lay pretty steady in the summer when the days are pretty long. But right Right about now, August, September, they'll really start slowing down and they'll lose their feathers, something called molting, and their production will really decrease. Okay. Okay, yeah. got it. So with that large group that you're uh, going to be retiring, does that go towards like a utility meat basis or? You know, what, it, what it, you it depends. People use them. I usually sell them off, you know, on, on Craigslist or I have a couple of contacts from people who bought them from me before, but you know, they go to so many different places. It's crazy. I have one guy who uses a lot of them for, uh, he makes high end like raw dog food, uh, you know, unfrozen mm -hmm. dog food um, that I don't know where he sells it at. Um, but he wants pasture raised chickens, um, to put in there. So that's a good deal because he goes through a lot of them and then people use them. A lot of people, you know, will buy them just for the eggs because they're, they're still laying. They're just not enough. They'll start to slow down to the point where a commercial person like me would start to lose money or, or break even at best. Um, but they'll still lay, they'll eat a ton of feed, um, so a lot of people keep them for the eggs because people like having eggs and they don't want to deal with raising baby chicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then some people will buy them to make stew um, or soup or dog food for themselves. It's, it's kind of crazy to me how many different uses uh, spent hens have, but, it, but it's good. I mean, I'm glad they get used for something because a lot of the big commercial places will, keep them, you know, a year and a half at most, sometimes a lot sooner and they'll just kill them and they go to landfill. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly oh, wow. that, they breed chickens now, laying chickens to, you know, they're built to lay eggs. That's it. They're not built to have any meat on them. So the yield of meat off like my breed of commercial chickens is nothing compared to a bird that's bred to just be used for meat. Mm -hmm. yeah so well then too for about for how large of a flock you have what do you do for uh, protection for them 
So that's a good question. I get that. I get that one a lot. Um, so I use a number of things and Matt's been out. He's seen it before, but oh yeah, I use primarily my number one tool is uh, guard dogs. So I have six uh, livestock guardian dogs. They're all a combination of, of great Pyrenees and uh, Anatolian crosses, uh, both used for livestock guardian of, of all sorts of livestock. So I have six of those. Um, I usually keep two in each flock. So right now I actually have four flocks. So one flock doesn't have any dogs. Um, and then I use electric netting, perimeter netting that I make like a one acre square with. Um, so that, that does a good job of keeping the chickens contained um, without letting, that's mainly for foxes, coyotes, bobcats. And then the dogs are really for eagles, hawks, um, which has actually been our biggest problem in the past. It birds of prey rather than like a coyote or bobcat. Yeah. And then there was that one day there was an owl out there. The is, owl. is that a potential uh, potential hazard for your chickens as well? So, yeah, I, I've dealt with owls in the past. Um, I never thought, because I didn't know growing up that an owl would try and eat a chicken. I didn't think they would. Um, but they'll only really get young ones. So if I have chicks that I'm raising and I put them out to pasture at, at like four or five weeks old, uh, the hawk will get those because, you know, they're, they're really small. They're like quail size still. Um, so the hawk, yeah. the hawk will pick them off at night. And, and what I've noticed about, I mean, sorry, the owl, um, what I noticed about the owl <laughs> all right. is they'll get the chicken and sometimes they'll like, they'll eat it alive and they won't always kill it. So that's how I know it's an owl that's doing it. It's kind of kind of a weird deal. Um, but the dogs usually figure that out. Sometimes it takes, it always takes a few chickens to die for the dogs to, you know, figure out what that predator was that got them, and then they'll learn to keep out for keep an eye out for that. Huh. Well, that's interesting to know. Yeah. Like both in both aspects of the owl, you know, if you if you see an. Uh... An owl attacked, in other words, the chicken was, or the chick was still alive. And, you know, I get, I understand that some sacrifices there for the, for your chickens, for that, for your dogs to see that. But it's, you know, interesting how the dogs would pick that up. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, it always takes a couple chickens to die. And then the dogs, you know, they're like, well, what was that? What was that? And, and they'll figure it out. Um, and, and they'll keep an eye out for it. It's kind of cool. One thing I dealt with a couple of years ago is I had a, a mysterious animal that I could not figure it out that was picking off chickens, getting through the fence, and I would see a trail of feathers. It looked like there was a lot of struggle. You know, the chicken was really trying to, like, get away from whatever was getting them. And I, followed, uh-huh. I would follow the trail of feathers to the water. I'm like, whoa, what is this? Well, I sat up there one day after I lost a couple, and I'm like, I'm going to sit here and watch until I figure out what's getting these chickens. Well, out out of the pond that was nearby came a river otter, and the river otter would come and pick off the chicken and just grab it by the wing, and it would scream and scream, and it would take it to the pond and drown it, and then it would eat it. No way. Yeah, so that was really really crazy uh you know predator problem that i i I didn't know how to deal with that um because the dog the the river otter would do it so fast the dogs would never catch it 
Huh. So what I ended up doing was just moving the chickens way away from the pond. Uh, so that problem kind of went away. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's a, that's a different solution. A little bit of more humanitarian, I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna try and bother the river otters. Um, yeah. And yeah. So I just took them away from the pond and they, I don't think they range out too far away from water. So that problem was solved. Just kind of a unique pest situation. Yeah, I, you know, and I've talked to other chicken people about that, and they're like, what? I've never had that. But this property is so full of water. Um, there's river otters all over the place. So, yeah, so we got a ton of them here. Huh. Yeah. What other so, questions? Uh, that was uh, – other questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just keep going for it. Um, so first, I guess you answered why you had chickens is you're given some, then you kind of went with, went with it. Yeah. It's just always something I enjoyed, um, raising, you know, my family raises beef cattle also, but that's never, you know, really been my thing. Um, I just kind of always enjoyed raising chickens and, uh, yeah, just something I like doing. Okay. Uh, was was there anything that kind of, you know, was in between uh, the chickens as well? Like uh, any other interests of any kind? Yeah, you know, my I, I was going to work for my family business after school. Um, that's something else I'm, I'm pretty passionate about in my family's uh, sewer construction business. But, you know, I kind of wanted to do something on my own. Um, just my grandfather always pushed me in a in a way, you know, start your own business, do your own thing. You don't want to be stuck here all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I should take that advice. And luckily a, a flock of chickens came up for sale right when I was getting done with school and, and I bought them and this is a, a larger flock. Um, so I started, bought those and then the business kind of took off ever since and, you know, been keeping me busy since then. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and your your family sewer business that's a it's a pretty big business, isn't it, out there in Marin? Yeah, I mean we we're, we're sort of the only game in town um, for out here in West Marin. Uh, another nice thing about our property here is the septic treatment ponds are on it uh, way in the front, so we can just we can haul all the sewer here and treat it and irrigate it out. So that that's a good uh, good plus. Bet that's good for those pastures, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't put the chickens on it, but if I were to, they'd be happy. But uh, I don't know if my customers would be. Kind of kind of a weird yeah, idea. It's all our. Yeah, yeah, might, yeah. Might make the eggs taste good or bad. I don't really know. <laughs> gonna do a test pot yeah I can, I can do one test chicken see what happens yeah yeah you can be the judge man just why you're uh... yeah okay <laughs> you're just why you're easter eggers yeah they'd be happy. you're getting ready to retire that flock just put them out there for the week yeah they'd be happy it's definitely help yeah food, bill okay good yeah let's hear the next question what else you got you're kind of knocking them out pretty quick. Um, Good. Where can okay. we find your product? Because you do, you do, you do sell it. Uh, 
Yes, it is good. Um, where do you sell your product at? So I sell. Oh, it's a it's a big question, Matt. So I'm in twenty uh, something. <laughs> you know that twenty something locations. Um, some of the bigger ones. They're mainly in not in Sonoma County, unfortunately. Yet I, I try to focus. You know, South Bay, uh, East Bay, San Francisco. You know that area. Um, some of the big ones are Rain- Rainbow Grocery in San Francisco. And one I just got in is, is called the Berkeley Bowl. And they have two locations. They're pretty big. Um, so you can look it up on my website also. There's a whole list there. But I, I sell to all the local stores out here in West Marin. And then I have all the San Francisco locations. And then a couple in San Rafael, uh, Kent Field, Sausalito, Tiburon. All over. And what's the name of what's the name of your website where sure, somebody can uh, find that information? Tamalasbaypastures.com. And then we have a, a tab on there, a locations tab. Um, and we keep that pretty updated, so it, it has all the locations on there too. Awesome. We were selling to a couple restaurants in San Francisco, uh, and then the coronavirus came and put a damper on that so but i mean the retail sales picked up like crazy so that was good um, but the restaurants were always a cool thing because they use a ton of eggs and yeah. is there any stores or market locally in marin area where you can just buy a garden more closer to towards the, the tamales area or is it pretty much just uh, the inverness market no so i sell to the palace market in point Reyes. Uh, Toby's Feed Barn in Point Reyes, uh, and then the rest of them are in San Rafael. I have one in Woodland Market in Kentfield, and then Woodland Market in Tiburon, and Driver's Market in Sausalito. Working on a couple more. I'm always trying to add locations uh, as the business grows. So I got a couple more exciting ones that'll hopefully be in the works here pretty soon, but it's kind of a process getting into these places sometimes with insurance and they, they have to have an available shelf space. So sometimes I have to wait. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so how do you go about like getting into, let's say you're trying to get your, your product to a store. So how would, how would you try to convince them that your product is good enough to be in their store? Sure. That's a good question. Um, so in the beginning, I would just pretty much walk into a store with a carton of eggs and say, these are my eggs. I'd tell them about them. Uh, I'd show them pictures of how they were raised on pasture. Um, I, I would let them take that carton of eggs home. I'd, let, I'd talk to the grocery buyer and, you know, say, take it home, try it out, see what you think. And then here's my card. If you want me to to bring these to your store to sell, you call me and I'll have, I'll make it happen. And about half the time the people would call me and say, yeah, bring them in. And the other half, they, they would always call me back and say, we love them, but we have, you know, all these places here, we have contracts with these people. We'll call you when we get a space. Um, so I did that to, you know, the first week I had my chickens, I probably went to 20 stores and, you know, did that and tried it out. And then a lot of the businesses it grew was just word of mouth between the grocery stores. 
Um, and what I'm learning with the stores that are really competitive, like in the East Bay, you get into one store mm-hmm. and then the other store would walk in there and scope it out. You know, they'd say, oh, so what is this? What do the eggs in this store look like? And then they'd see my cart in there and they'd say, well, people seem to be buying these at, you know, so-and-so market. I'd like you to sell them at my market too. And I'd say, sure. Um, so that's, as it, as the business grows, that seems to be the trend that's happening, which is good. You know, it's kind of less work for me. Right. I mean, less marketing for you and all you got to do is print out a label and bring it in. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Um, now that I'm, I'm starting to sell way more eggs, I'm trying to stay away from the smaller markets as important they are to the community. Sometimes it's just not worth my time to go, you know, bring them just a few eggs once a week. I'd like to go to the bigger places and just drop them off and they move a ton of them. Right. I understand that. Yeah. Um, do you do you think it's ever your uh, business is going to still be growing, or do you think it's going to kind of even out for a little bit? Well, I, I always said that I would never get this big, so I'm I'm hoping it keeps growing. I, I never thought that I'd be, you know, producing over two thousand eggs a day. That would that was a crazy thought back when I had just a few chickens. Even when I started the business, I I never thought that it would be this big already. I mean, we still got a long way to go, but I'm, I'm definitely happy with it and and I hope to keep doing it for a while. So then too, with as many chickens and eggs you produce, um, how many people do you have that works for you? So you're going to think I'm crazy, but for the most part, it's just been me and my girlfriend when she has time off. Uh, luckily for me and unluckily for her, she's a hairdresser as you guys know. So she, was off, you know, for since March pretty much. So she's been a big help helping me wash eggs, package eggs, distribute eggs, uh, which is takes up most of my time is washing and packaging. Uh, so it's been a big help to have her around. So now that now she's back to work, I'm actually going to hire someone or, or a couple people here in the next couple days. Uh, I, I need some help now that these additional chickens I bought are producing so well. It's going to be a time for a couple more employees and maybe a delivery. And then that's what I was going to ask you is uh, for your businesses more in the South Bay, do you deliver them yourself or do you do those stores come to you? I do. I deliver them myself. Um, Luckily I can only do it once a week. I can make it work. Um, But it seems like in the last week, or so my van that I have is pretty tapped out as far as capacity. So I've been doing it twice a week. I went to the city this morning and then uh, Thursday I was in there pretty much all day and I'll probably have to go back sometime early next week. So I should have bought a bigger van back when I bought my van, but like I said, I never thought I'd fill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of mistakes like that were made. Well, you were you were a smaller business back then, so now it's just growing and smaller into your new size. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine back then that you know in a couple of years you'd be selling you know ten times what you were before. But it, it happened, and you just got to make do and and move forward. Hmm. Yeah. Anything well, else? Burns, you got any more questions? 
Oh man, uh, you kind of na- you nailed every single thing on the head. That's good. With extra, with extra involved, so it's like a plus on all, like all these questions that we got on here, and then we even added more. And you're just you just ate it right up. That's, so that's great. I've done a couple little interviews before with the newspaper and whatnot, so I uh, I know the routine a little bit, I guess you could say. Yeah, you're a seasoned veteran. Yeah, not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like talking about it. And if people can learn, um, you know, a thing or two, cause I've, I've made a ton of mistakes, uh, as the business grew. So if I can help somebody learn, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Uh, people can always reach out to me, send me an email or a message on Instagram. Um, and I'm happy to help with what I can. Yeah. Well, we'll tag you or tag your business on, um, uh, on our Instagram page and, twitter and whatnot cool so yeah free publish club club Come on, whatever it, it is publicity <laughs> there you go yeah. i said it <laughs> so um if any of you guys or listeners excuse me if any of you listeners have any questions about this egg laying business or uh you're still looking for people right yeah always if you want a job we will have the link down in our uh, description uh, on our fa- on our Instagram. We don't have Facebook. On our Instagram and on our Twitter uh, under Tamales Bay Pastures. And if you're interested in a job and you know seeing some nice views and going for a drive every once every day, well almost every day, you know we'll hook you up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, or we'll get you at least set up for you and uh, start washing eggs and collecting them and. You know, maybe there's a potential for two vans to go to the city. That'd be good. Make me happy. So, all right. Well, Morgan, we appreciate your time and uh, everything. And if you want to come back, you're always welcome. Oh, I'd be happy to come back. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you for coming. Not a problem. Well, Well, remember where you heard it. From this side of the barn, stay safe, stay sane, and enjoy every day, everybody. Have a good one. Adios. We're out of here.